1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Frontier Gentlemen, original air dates July 13th, 1958, and the title is Justice of the Peace. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening.
2: I met a Justice of the Peace in Wyoming Territory and saw two kinds of justice done. <laughs>
0: Frontier, gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his purple and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall. Frontier gentlemen.
2: South Pass district of Wyoming Territory, there is a mining settlement called Dry Creek. Carrie Chase, editor of the Cheyenne Daily Press, had mentioned the fact that a new justice of the peace had been appointed to Dry Creek. This in itself not particularly newsworthy, except for the fact that the J.P. was a woman, Mrs. Amy Robinson, and as far as we could determine, one of the first of her sex for such an office in the United States. Three hundred... The West and a few days later found me in Dry Creek. I had expected to see the usual rip-roaring mining community and was surprised to find instead an atmosphere of complete contrast. There was an oppressive quiet to the place. Small groups of men stood here and there, talking in low tones, pausing as I walked by to stare at me suspiciously. Outside the assayer's office, I saw two miners coming out and stopped to ask them directions. A stranger around here, ain't you? Yes. And how come you want to talk with the Justice of the Peace? Well, I should think that's a
3: matter between the lady and myself. Are you a friend of Mrs. Robinson? No. Are you a lawyer, fellow? No. She's down the street there, runs the general store. Thank you. You see, we don't like strangers asking questions around here. <laughs> so I gathered. Good afternoon. Hey, you tell Mrs. Robinson we ain't changed our minds neither. That red dog, he's going to get a stiff rope and a short drop no matter what she says.
2: Hello? Is anybody here?
4: Come in. Well, something I can get you.
2: You are Mrs. Amy Robinson? The same? My name is J.B. Kendall. I'm a newspaper correspondent for the London Times.
4: Now, what in the name of sins a London Times correspondent doing in Dry Creek?
2: (laughs) You're the reason, Mrs. Robinson. I think a great many women in England would be interested in reading about a female justice of the peace.
4: You being flippity?
2: No. No, not at all. I'm quite serious.
4: Well, you've got to excuse me. There's a lot of folks hereabouts ain't taking my appointment to heart.
2: I think perhaps I met one of them on my way here. Oh? Who? Oh, a minor. He suggested that I tell you that they haven't changed their minds. I I get the feeling that there's some discussion about a hanging.
4: Your yeah. feelings correct, mister. Sheriff Goody's got the accused locked up and waiting for trial. Jack Red Dog's a fella, a Indian. There's them says he done murder. Killed big nose George Haney's brother Ike. That's what they say.
2: I see. Well, uh, when does the trial take place?
4: As soon as I can get a jury to sit. There ain't no man in dry crick will do it.
2: You can't get a jury, huh?
4: Well, uh, come on in the back. I was just making some coffee. Uh-huh. Here, take a chair, Mr. Kendall.
1: Uh. You
4: see, before all this happened, I was Widow Robinson who ran the general store. Folks was decent and nice to me. Then I get appointed justice of the peace, and it's like I got the episodic. Just because I'm a woman is all. Well, I tell you something. This here Jack Red Dog case is my first, and I aim to see fair trial done, whether they like it or not.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, what about the talk of hanging?
4: Well, that's big-nosed George and Tip Butler. They're trying to get the fellas riled up to take the Indian out and string him up without a trial.
2: And from the looks of the men as I came into town, they seem to be making some headway.
4: Well, they ain't gonna do it. I swore to uphold the peace and justice in the community and Amy. fight-
5: Amy, you there?
4: Was oh, that you, Sheriff?
5: Yeah. Well, come on back. Now you had better come out yourself.
4: Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, this fellow's named Kendall. Come to do some writing about me. Mr. Kendall, meet Harry Godey, sheriff of Dry Creek. Hi, yeah, how
5: do you doing? Yeah, things ain't getting on so good, Amy. I've been thinking it might be better if I take Red Dog over to Rock Springs he get this thing settled.
4: You're doing no such thing, Harry Gody.
5: Now listen to me, Amy. big Nose George ain't fooling. He's fixing to take that Indian out and hang him.
4: How do you know that?
5: Well, he wants me to join up with him and the other boys to do it.
4: What did you tell him,
5: Sheriff. Now, Amy, no sense going on the prod. I'm just telling you what they aim to do. I ain't courting trouble. That's why I'm saying I want to get Jack Red Dog out of here.
4: And have him tried somewhere else? Show that I can't run a trial in my own town? That nobody ain't got no respect for a justice of the peace in Dry Creek because she's a woman? Oh, no, sir, no, sir, Harry Gowdy. I'm telling you, I'm ordering you as sheriff, protect that engine till it's time to call the trial.
5: I'll do my best, you know that, Amy, but... It's going to be trouble.
4: Well, then get yourself a couple of deputies.
5: Can't. They ain't having none of it.
4: Well, what about Dollar Bill Orpin?
5: He's up in the hills. So it's the whole town, huh? I told you, Amy. I told you they wouldn't stand for a woman judge. You didn't believe me.
4: And I told you a woman's got as much right as a man. To... Not in a man's work, Shane, Amy. What do you want, Big Nose?
5: We're a committee. We come here to tell you... Tell me what? That engine's guilty. We already tried him.
4: Not legal, you didn't.
5: We found him guilty, didn't we, boys?
3: Yeah. Now, we ain't got nothing against you,
4: either. Right now, I'm declaring courts in session, boys. The name's Judge Robinson. Now, go ahead and say your piece, but I'll remind you about contempt.
3: Yeah, all right, Judge. <laughs> your Honor, we just saved you the trouble of holding a trial.
5: What do you mean? Well, now, Tip's saying that that engine, Red Dog, shot my brother. And we're gonna use him to trim a tree. That's lynching. Again, the law, big nose. Now, keep out of this, will you, Goldie? Ain't nothing you can do about it. It's you and her again, all of us. And
2: me. Who are you? Kendall. Deputy Sheriff.
3: Hey, since when? Listen, this fella just walks into town and asks the way to Amy. That's contempt, Tip Butler. It's Judge Robinson.
4: Ten dollars or two days in the hoosegow.
3: Oh, come on, Amy, it ain't no use Twenty
4: dollars or five days.
5: This feller ain't no deputy.
4: Sure he is. Go just swore him in, didn't you, Sheriff?
5: I sure did.
4: Twenty dollars or five days, Butler. Which is it?
2: Well, which is it to be, Butler?
4: Now, that'll cost you another ten. Pick up that money and hand it over.
5: You make me Amy Robinson. You go ahead. Anybody's got ideas of starting something over this? Just remember, there's only two of you, Sheriff. Nah, I wouldn't want Miss Amy here to get hurt. So, supposing you all just stay in here till we finish what we got to do with that there injun killer? All right, come on, boys.
4: Goody, you've got to stop them.
5: Well, they got a right to go on down the jailhouse if they've a mind to. They'll
4: get Jack Red Dog.
5: No, they won't. Took him out before I come here. Hit him, Oh, I uh, want to thank you, mister, for standing by us. Of course, you ain't made many friends doing it. Oh, I didn't expect to. Uh, what's going to happen when they find the Indians gone? Oh, he'll come looking for me. Now, Amy, you, you've seen how things are. I'll be taking Red Dog to Rock Springs.
4: Oh, no. There ain't no pack of cussed hardtails going to stampede me.
2: And at this point, I'm inclined to agree with the sheriff. We can't fight the whole town.
4: you both sell me out, huh? Because I'm a woman. You won't stand up against him. Oh,
5: ain't that at all.
4: What then? I took my oath to uphold what's right. You did the same, Harry Goody. And I'll
5: do it, too. But this ain't the way. The Injun's as good as dead if he stays in town. No sense whittle-wangin', Amy. My job's to protect Red Dog till he comes to trial. I'm gonna do just that. Uh, Kendall, you want to be a deputy? No foolin'.
2: If you need me.
5: Oh, I need you. You're sworn as of right now. Got a horse? No, I came in on the stage. Uh, we'll get you one. Amy? Yeah? As soon as I get the engine to Rock Springs, I'll be back. Let's go, Kendall. Fine. Stable's just across the road. Better keep your eyes skinned. You know how to use that blue lightning you're carrying? I've used a gun before. I yeah, sure hope you don't have to today. Well, them fellas is my friends in better times.
2: Where's the Indian?
5: He's out in the stable. Uh, you think he's still there? Well, if he ain't, he's taking a mighty big wagon with him. I handcuffed him to a wheel. I figure by now, old big nose George is busting his gut down to the jailhouse. We'll have to plumb light a shuck out of here. Hey, Jack. Yes? Yeah? Well, Injun, you don't know how close you are to catching the rope croup. Oh, uh, we'll take them two horses already saddled. Kindle, Jack, will ride with me. Uh, right. Good boy. You're not know, going to let them hang, Red Dog. I know, kill like Haney. Come on They'll now. We'll get you over to Rock Springs. If you're going to hang, you'll hang legal. That's for sure. Which one do you want me to ride, Sheriff? Uh, take the Roan. He's a salty devil, but if you can handle him, he's a lot of horse. All right, now let's lead him out. That's just fine, Gody. Now, you boys, stop right there, lest you want us to start throwing lead. Well, sir, I guess you figured you was right smart, didn't you, Sheriff? This engine's in my custody, boys. I'm warning you.
3: Yeah, hey, don't you worry, none about that, Gody. We'll take care of him and that engine boy. He's going to be the guest of honor's drink party. Ain't you red dog?
0: In a moment, we return to Frontier Gentlemen. Some people believe only in what they want to believe. The vast majority of us, however, are prepared to examine the facts. That, in a nutshell, explains the widespread popularity CBS newsman Alan Jackson enjoys. Six days a week, get the story as it happens, as most of these CBS radio stations present Alan Jackson and the news. And now we return you to the Anthony Ellis production of Frontier Gentlemen.
2: stood near the door of the stable, Sheriff Gaudi, Jack Red Dog, and myself. The Indian's face was bathed in a shaft of dust-speckled sunlight. I noticed a scar running from the bridge of his nose across his cheek. His eyes were very dark, frightened. A dozen or more men crowded into the entrance, two or three carrying rifles. The others drawn guns. Big-nosed George Haney... And Tip Butler took our gun belts away from us.
5: You can't do it, boys. You want a bet on a goatee? Why not give the man a trial? If he's
2: guilty. He that. He's hang.
5: guilty right enough, ain't no doubt. Couple of you boys, help me get a rope over that beam. It'll be murder, Tip. You oh, can't yeah. murder an Indian, Sheriff. They just claim Which way. way? Nobody's accountable for killing an Indian. Are you afraid to give him a trial? I told you, Mister, we'd done it. Not legal, you didn't. Not legal. That's how come we got a justice of the peace. Woman justice, you know better than that goatee. I ain't a-shoutin' for suffrage, but she was appointed. Now, uh, boss, you aren't. My in-law's good enough for me. Mr. Big Nose, I don't kill your brother. I was asleep that night with Red Eye, much whiskey. You ask Tip Butler. I'd be askin' the wrong feller. Of course, he's the one seen you do it. That's fact. Ike Haney and Red Dog friends... The dog didn't have need for killing. He was drunk, Jack. He shot him in the back. I saw him. Let's get it over with, boys. Right, bring him over. Oh, no. They're my son. My woman. Who cared for them? Give I... him a chance. Maybe Butler was mistaken. Sure. It was dark, Tip. Might have been another Indian. Somebody else. I see him with my
3: own eyes, I'm telling you. Well, if you
5: saw him, why didn't you catch him then? Instead of waiting till morning, you and Big Nose sent me over to arrest him. Like you say, it was dark. Couldn't catch
3: him. Tie nice
5: hands back of him, Tommy. Oh, I, I, I give you my claim. Much gold in it. All yours. You yeah. let me go. I can't if you gotta die. Die like a man. This ain't no time to crawl. We'll give you a chance,
3: sir. Pray. got an Indian prayer in you? How many white men you kill without they got a chance for prayer,
5: huh? I kill no man. Except my brother. That's enough for the hang. All right, help me get him up on a horse. It it's Hinchin, and we're finished with that. Listen yeah. to me! Uh.
1: No no, Hank. no, 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 no! Take your hands no, off no. him!
5: Put away the scattergun, Amy. This ain't no concern of yours. What's got to be done has got to be. Sheriff,
4: take your prisoner down off that horse. Walk him up to the jailhouse.
5: Get her! Oh. no! Oh. Take your hands off! Stay right where you are, Mister. i get on with it. Wait. Wait now. If you do this thing,
2: every one of you will be as guilty as you think the Indian is.
5: I feel no guilt, mister. My brother's got his lamp blowed out, but this here Rapajo, I ain't feel no guilt. Then why not let the law decide?
2: You're the law. All of you. Give him the right to defend himself. Form your jury. Prosecute him. But not this way.
4: He's right. Listen to him.
3: He's wrong. Dead wrong. He ain't even American that fancy talking all. You shut your mouth, mister, or you go with the engine.
5: So long, Jack. If you see my brother, you tell him to me, no, huh? No,
1: no,
2: no! They didn't look at Jack Red Dog when they finally cut him down. As they... Tried not to. Nor could they look at each other. One spoke of getting a drink, and the others agreed that a man could work up quite a thirst at a lynching. The shaft of sunlight fell on the dead man's frayed moccasins. I sure hope he was guilty.
4: Would that make it better?
5: He spoke of a wife, a child. Yeah, they live up behind the Black Canyon diggings.
4: I'm thinking it's my fault, all of this.
5: It ain't your fault, Amy.
4: Maybe it happened because a woman was made justice of the peace. They was forced to do what they did. If it had been a man, maybe they'd have listened to him. They don't want to hear a woman's words. Not in a man's world.
2: You did what you could. It wouldn't have made any difference. They were bound to hang him. Mostly, I think, because he was an Indian. Yeah,
5: I'll take him up to his wife. Better tie him on the horse. No.
4: I'll bring my wagon. Put him in that. He rode his last
5: horse. Well, we, we will help you hitch it up. Hey, Goldie! Ah, that's Dollar Bill Orphan. Righty. Hey, I hey, hear them and Jack Reddogs in the Hoosdown for shooting Icaney, like, that's so? Not anymore, it ain't, Dollar Bill. He's in there. He just had us a necktie party. Hey, now, that ain't so good. Now come? Thought you was justice of the peace, Mrs. Robinson. I thought so, too. Well, they sure hadn't ought to have done that. Rappahoe Jack, he didn't kill nobody.
2: What do you mean?
5: It ain't just that, stranger. Night A. Caney was killed, Jack Dog come around to my diggings looking for whiskey. He was sure high lonesome. I told him, I said, Jack, you don't need no more bug juice. You better go lie down Somers, before you slip and fall in the canyon, break your fool neck. Oh, well, man, he was so drunk he fell down three times going down the hill to his wiki up. Dropped his gun. Hey, I got it right here. So if he shot Ike, he did it with somebody else's slombuster. He was telling the truth. He said he was asleep drunk when it happened. Yeah, and Tip says he saw him shoot. Funny how certain he was about that.
4: Sheriff, you swear in Dollar Bill right now as deputy.
5: You're sworn, Bill. I swear. Want to have some fun?
4: We're going down to the
5: saloon. Let me up my mule. I'll be right along.
4: There'll be no more drinking. Court's in session.
5: Oh, uh, go on home, Amy. We don't One want One more
4: to... word out of you, Big Nose, and I'll have you rested.
2: Your Honor, may I speak for the court?
4: Yes, sir. You go ahead.
2: This court is going to investigate two murders. One, the shooting of Ike Haney by persons unknown... And two, the strangulation of Jack Red Dog committed by those present.
3: He's loco. Set up
4: another round of drinks. Sheriff, arrest that man for contempt.
5: Tip Butler, you make a move and I'll blow your head off.
4: Now go on, Mr. Kendall.
2: We have a witness to the fact that the Indian Jack Red Dog may have been telling the truth when he said that he was asleep at the time of Haney's murder.
5: You're lying. No, he ain't. I seen him that night. He was so drunk he couldn't have plugged nothing. Besides, he didn't have no gun. I sure did. I seen him.
2: You saw him shoot?
3: Yeah, I saw.
2: How many times did he fire? Uh, Three, four. It was dark? Uh, Dark. And you were close enough to recognize Jack Red Dog?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was close enough.
2: What did he do with his gun after he shot Haney? Uh, he,
3: uh, he, he threw it away. Uh, no, no, no. He, he put it back in his belt. Which? Uh, listen, mister. I, I don't have to answer no fancy law wrangler questions. Yes,
2: you do. You're a witness in this trial.
4: Answer the questions, Tip.
2: Did he throw away the gun? Uh, no. Sheriff, when you arrested Red Dog, did he have a gun?
5: Nope. Of course he didn't. He dropped it up to my dickens the night Haney was bushwhacked. Yeah, I got it right here. How come How come you had time to see Red Dog shoot Ike three times, put the gun back in his belt and not do nothing about it, Tip? I, I told you it was dark.
3: I couldn't catch him.
2: But it wasn't too dark to see him. Uh, that's right.
3: How close were you? I don't know. A few feet, I guess. How come you didn't start
5: shooting yourself, Tip? I never got the chance, Big Nose. What was you doing? Just watching? No. How come you was up there, anyway, snooping around Ike's diggings that night? Well, Ike and me was going partners. We was going to talk about it. Ike never said nothing to me about another partner. He, he was going to. Is
2: that why you shot him? Because he wouldn't take you No,
5: It wasn't me. It was that engine.
3: Ike and me was talking, and a red dog sneaks up and shoots Ike.
5: You told me you never got a chance to talk to Ike. When you got to him, he was already laid out dead. Well, I, I, I mean that. Uh... What you mean is that you bushwhacked Ike. Your own self. Put away your gun, Haney. My brother. You did it, Tip. No, 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 don't. No, I'm
2: sorry I missed. I should have killed you, Haney.
4: Sheriff? Take Tip over to the jailhouse and hold him for murder.
2: I didn't attend the trial of Tip Butler for the murder of Haney's brother. The jury that lynched Jack Red Dog found Butler guilty. Justice of the Peace Amy Robinson pronounced sentence. And I heard a few days ago, the man was hanged.
0: Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Paula Winslow, Jack Moyles, Lou Krugman, Jack Crucian, and Tom Holland. Congratulations to CBS radio affiliate WVAM Altoona, Pennsylvania, observing its 10th anniversary this month. <laughs> Again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking.